Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 5-1 Volleyball Podcast, the best place on the internet to follow the world of men's professional volleyball. Just Dan here today. It's going to be a bit of a special episode. It is the Super Finals preview episode with the Super Finals going on in Ljubljana, Slovenia, for the finals between Trentino and Zaksika Jirzhen-Kozle coming up this Sunday. Should be an exciting one. My uh, my first tournament not officially working for the CV, so that's going to be a really fun one to watch as a spectator. Going to get into the details, the matchup between these two teams, go into the stats, dive into who I think is going to win, and I'll be watching with all you guys on Sunday. Can't wait. All right, so let's get right into it. I'm, I have a few points here. I'm going to jump around a bit, but I'm going to make a few points for either side and then tell you guys who I think is going to win on Sunday. So I was actually lucky enough to be at the Super Finals last year when it took place in Verona between these two very two teams. Got to know the players a little bit and, and one guy in that game who impressed me the most. The MVP of last year's team. Alexander Schlifka. The Polish outside hitter had a great year in that legendary Zaxaron that was only stopped by losing the Polish finals to Yastrzebski. He was great that year and a well-deserved MVP. Although, you know, Semenik could have got it for the entire playoffs. But Schlifka was definitely the best player in the finals, in my opinion, last year. However, this year, things are a little bit different. He's only hitting 32% efficiency. Like, a lot lower than last year. He's almost at 40% last year. So, hitting... A huge step down. Uh, passing, not bad. Definitely not bad. A 1.96 out of 3 for this season. Serving, 41% opponent reception percentage. Not terrible, not great either. Compared to lower than Semenyuk in, in, uh, in Kaczmarek, the two other wings on Zaxa. And I'm not exactly sure why this is. I, I've kind of guessed before that the refs this year have been calling his, his uh, little tricks a bit tighter. It seems to be, you know, kind of a... Uh, a decision by the international referees this year. Okay, we're not going to let the players get away with quite as much in terms of redirecting the ball, using two hands to, to, to change the position of the ball in the air. That kind of thing. Of course, the, the other huge reason is Benjamin Taniyuri. The Taniyuri effect is real. Pretty much every hitter, whether it's France or Zaxo or, or wherever he's played before, they, they hit a lot worse when they're not playing with Taniyuri. The guy is a magician. The guy knows how to put it in the pocket of every single hitter he plays with. Uh, definitely one of the most talented uh, hand placement setters we've, we've ever had. So that's the, I think those two are the biggest things. There, it might be kind of a momentum thing too. You just you know a noise. You don't hit some hit well some years as other. So my point is that Alexander Slivka, the MVP of last year, is so far this year easily the worst wing hitter and also been targeted a lot this year in terms of reception too. Yeah, so 1,095 uh, passing attempts compared to 827 for Shoji and 735 for Semenyuk. So, I mean, I mean, you know, Semenyuk and Shoji are two of the best passers in the game, but still, Slivka is really going to have to have a decent, at least decent game uh, for Zaxa to have a chance this game. And, you know, if I can if I can trust anyone to have a good game, like Slivka is, is not a bad bet. He's a very talented player. So we'll see if he can bring it for this match. Kind of in the opposite direction, a player on Trentino, one we've talked about a lot this year, Alessandro Micheletto, 
who you know was was kind of on the up and up last year during super finals uh actually uh was was you know it was a big discussion last year crazy to think about now whether alessandro micheletto was going to even start the match um you know with with compared with dick coy which is you know after all that's happened after winning the <laughs> playing in the olympics the vnl the european championships the season he's had this year that seems insane to think about that we were debating between dick coy and alessandro micheletto but it was it was a, it was a discussion this year of course there's no discussion alessandro micheletto should be starting however there's almost an argument to, to be made that he was playing better last year right before the super finals of this year this is some actually pretty 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 scary numbers here for micheletto in the playoffs so far so in the Italian League playoffs against Piacenza and against Guccini Lube Civitanova, Micheletto hitting 26% efficiency, 66 for 162 attacking overall. Obviously, that, that is way below, you know, for a top player like Micheletto, you want to be, you know, a lot closer to, uh, you know, mid-high 30s, even 40% efficiency. Uh, the thing is, he, he, he's still passing really well. He's still serving really well. He's still blocking well. The guy, the guy has it on all, all, all other aspects of the game covered, but he's really been struggling in attacking. I think you, you definitely saw that as a huge part of the reason why they weren't able to take it. Well, they lost those three games in a row against uh, Kuchine, Lubechiv, Tanov. And I've been watching a lot of his attacking footage back, and I think part of the reason, and this actually could be a bad thing for the Super Finals, he, he is becoming a little bit predictable attacking. Uh, the guy is absolutely generational, elite athlete, you know, at pretty much seven feet tall, uh, jumps pretty well, pretty coordinated, very, very coordinated actually. But he, he, he needs another shot. He's, I feel like he got too comfortable in the European, in Euro Volley last year, which you know he, he's more athletic than ninety eight percent of people. And in the Italian league this year, just, just hitting over everyone, going cross, hitting over everyone, hitting, hitting like shallow six or you know, kind of shading over to you know five six seam, a little shallow. He needs a line shot, or he need, he needs another kind of shot. You know, he needs he needs a better like uh, offhand shot. He needs a better tooling tooling game. Yeah, he, he has actually a decent like tipping and, and kind of some beach like cut shots that that he puts uh, over the block, especially when he's shown a triple. But he he needs that line shot. Uh, he he almost never hits line ever. I mean, it's it's really tough, obviously, being a lefty outside hitter. But if we've seen it a lot with like Urosh Kovacevic, if you could get it the angle correct and you can go off the outside hitter's arm that that even for a lefty on the left side that that's still an effective shot um so it could be a lot just up to fatigue for micheletto maybe i'm reading too far into it but i i really think you know micheletto's the you know compared to schlifka on zaxa micheletto's the outside or the uh, wing on on trentino who really needs to step it up and honestly we haven't seen him play this poorly attacking wise for for quite a while, probably since almost uh, the beginning of the season in, in the 2020-2021 season. And a little bit about the other outside hitters of Trentino. Matej Kaziski, oh my goodness. <laughs> by far, by like 50 points, 132 to, to Mikel second place at 88. The highest scoring player by far on Trentino. Just absolutely masterclass attacking from Matej Kaziski, who's by far also the oldest player on this team. By far the oldest player on either of these teams that will be playing. I mean, he, he, he's Volleyball Hall of Fame material, first ballot, easily. So I guess not surprising, but I mean, he's like LeBron James age and, and still performing at a LeBron James level. So well done to Matej Kaziski. But at home, man, it's a little risky relying on 
on a guy in his late 30s to provide, you know, the bulk of your offense. And, you know, I, I kind of ragged on Mikaletto a little bit there. But Mikaletto's providing a lot in defense and passing and serving everything. Daniele Lavia is not, and he's also hitting 26% efficiency throughout this playoffs. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> no wonder uh, Trentino lost those last few games against Lube. Some of these numbers are, are, are very worrying to look at. Uh, also, not providing the same serving power that Mikaletto is. He's only had four aces compared to 17 aces for Mikaletto throughout the playoffs. And opponents are hitting are passing 59% against Daniele Lavia. Uh, so that's a bit rough. You know, bold prediction here, I would not be entirely surprised if we see some Julio Pinali beside Mikaletto and Kaziski as a, tr you know, a true rotation. It's a little risky because they have been rolling with a triple outside hitter rotation this entire playoff so far. But, oh man, Pinali provides a little bit more on the serve. He's also not a great attacker. But, you know, that, that serving is better, quite, like materially better than, than La Villa. So if you're not going to rely on La Villa for attacking anyway, and, and Penale is also, you know, attacking a little bit better, at least 29% efficiency than, than uh, La Villa. I don't know. I, I, I would definitely consider going Penale at opposite and sitting La Villa on the bench, just given the way he's played recently. Of course, things, he could have uh, been dealing with a minor injury. Things could change between last week and this week. We don't know. Okay, so back to Zaxic Kadirish and Kojle. I haven't talked about it yet, but obviously the, the biggest story going to this game, uh, Norbert Huber, the incredible young Polish middle who has really, uh, really uh, soothed the burn of losing Jakub Kochanowski, uh, had an absolutely incredible season in the playoffs, hitting 58% efficiency, was the third leading scorer on Zaxic ahead of Alexander Slifka, 31 stuff blocks, um, so yeah, really doing it all. I've even heard comparisons to like a, a young Robert Landy Simone. That's how dominant he's been in the middle this season in Poland. Unfortunately, getting injured in the finals in the award did the award ceremony in crutches, going up on that podium in crutches. So he will be out of the super finals. No possibility for replacement. So Christoph Rejno, his replacement, actually, you know. Rejno, not a bad player. And I'm sorry, probably not saying that right. Krzysztof Rejno, not a bad player at all. Actually, also the second leading uh, most efficient hitter on, on Zax as well. Obviously not, not the player that Huber was, but having a decent middle. And he, he's, he's played a little bit, so he's, he's a solid middle. He's, he's definitely not you know, someone you would, you would like to start in the Super Finals, but it could be worse. Um, Huber is going to be a huge loss, though, especially when you're, you know, you're matching up with guys with Lisenach, like Lisenach and Pradashin. However, I will say that Lisenach and Pradashin probably would have nullified a lot of the advantage that Huber had offensively, especially probably Trentino trying to match up Pradashin as much as they could with with uh, with. Although you know, Lisenach too, Lisenach a little more athletic and can hang with him a little bit more. Pradashin is a bit smarter of a blocker. Anyway, either one they've gone with would have nullified, you know, the ability for him to get like, you know, a ton of sets because he led Zaxa in scoring a few games. Uh, that's you know, kind of where the comparisons to Robert Landy come from. But you know, there's I don't think you can do that against Trentino. I don't think you can do that. I mean, Robert Landy Simon did have good games against Trentino, but you could see how much better he looked in the in the uh, in the finals against Perugia versus Sebastian Soleil and Fabio Ricci or. 
Stefano Mangosi or whoever. Like, Pedras and Elise Nats are really good blocking middles, and they will not only pin pin your the opposing middle, you know, in the middle to block, but also, you know, get a lot of points through blocking as well. There's one more point I want to make with Huber, because I don't think I've heard it talked about before, but as incredible as Huber was at the net, he was also by far the worst server on Zaksikas, and Kojlai. Team high 25 errors in the playoffs. These are all playoff stats, by the way. And a team low 52% opponent reception efficiency. So you, you can tell there's a bit, there's, you know, Zach's a bit stronger of a serving team than Trentino, you know, because I just said Lavia was 58% efficiency and he wasn't even the worst server on the team. Anyway, I think replacing Huber with Reggio, obviously it's a huge downgrade, but at least with the serving, you're putting on a tiny bit more pressure. Huber's an incredible player and it's definitely going to be, you know, a, a star on the Polish national team, no doubt in the middle. But he, he does need to work on his serve a lot this summer to be like really, really competitive at the top level. So I think definitely a huge downgrade, but also a little bit of, of silver linings there. So overall, I think Trentino definitely has the advantage in the middle, although David Smith played really well, really, really well in those last couple matches against Yastrzemski Vegio. I, I, was, I was almost mad in that, in that finals that he didn't get the MVP because he played so well that match. Um, and I think Zaxa has the advantage of libero for sure. I like Julian Zanger, but I mean, Eric Shoji is absolutely ridiculous playing like um, maybe the best libero in the world right now because we can't watch Janet Grabenikov. Then we have uh, Marcin Janis, I think, is better than Spertoli. Again, I really like Spertoli. And that's, that one's closer than Shoji and Zanger. Shoji's definitely quite, quite a bit better than Zanger. But Janis, I think, is a guy who's a little bit underrated right now, and I've underrated him in the past for sure. But he has shown himself, I think, right now to be definitely the best Polish setter. I think he's going to be a lot better known after he is no doubt will be starting for Poland in the World Championships this summer. And he's definitely going to be rising a lot of tier lists this summer. So I think they have the advantage there as much as I do like Spertoli. He is a fantastic, fantastic setter as well. So I think it really comes down to the wings where the discussions get interesting. And I already talked, you know, about a lot of guys, about Schlifka, about Mikuleto, about Kaziski. Two, two I haven't talked about yet. Semeniuk and Kaczmarek. Kaczmarek is interesting because he's a guy who's, you know, honestly been in a lot of iconic moments over the last few years, whether it's getting that game-winning ace on uh, Zenit Kazan last year, or, you know, he's had, he had a few moments in the Superfinals last year as well. However, this year, not quite as strong uh, in the playoffs for Lukas Kaczmarek. Uh, only hitting 30% efficiency. The only guy that was lower on the team, Alexander Schlifka. And again, the serving, which I, I really like Kaczmarek's serve. I think there's a lot of potential there. But only four aces in the playoffs with 45% opponent reception. So again, they haven't been able to get a ton at him. He's still the leading lead, or the uh, leader in attempts on the team, but not by much. 229 attempts throughout the playoffs. And the guy, 218, a guy who's taken somehow taken another step this year, even though he was already really good. Camille Semeniak is like really cementing himself as one of the absolute elite outside hitters in volleyball. Had a great season, the second leading scorer on the team throughout the season after Kaczmarek. But, 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 in the playoffs, he has been their number one scorer, 219, or 129 points compared to 113 for Kaczmarek at 34% hitting efficiency. So, 
you know, compared to some of the other guys I've talked about today, not too bad. Also been one of their best passers. Also leading their team in aces and opponent reception efficiency. He he's pretty much been their best player in in in, in just about every aspect. Um, so yeah, <laughs> Semani looks really good. The guy is, is playing like probably the best volleyball he has in his entire career. Still getting better. And this is, I mean, he played well last Super Finals, but like this is going to be the test because the way Kaczmarek and Schlifka have been playing throughout the playoffs, like Semenik needs to be that number one guy. If, if you know, obviously Janice or Shoji could win MVP, but I think if Zax is going to win, Semenik needs to be MVP. And here we go, guys. Here's my prediction. I think you can kind of guess based on the podcast who I think is going to win. And I believe in Smeniak. I think he's going to win MVP. I think Zaxa Kajushin Kojle is going to win. Yes, obviously losing Norbert Huber is a huge blow. And I think I would have very confidently picked Zaxa had Huber been able to play. But there's just there's too many worrying things about Trentino this year. I mean, the fact that Micheletto and Lavia, two of the players that they've relied on the most are both hitting sub 30% efficiency and like, you know, 26% efficiency, well below 30%. That's really troubling to me. And I, obviously it could be down to fatigue. You know, it could, it could be down to a reason like that, but I don't know. I don't think, you know, a week and a half is enough time to completely remove some of those issues. And then you get the issue where, you know, you haven't played a real meaningful game of volleyball in a couple of weeks. I think there's a good reason why they lost, you know, they're coming off of three losses in a row going to super finals. I don't, I don't know, you know, if any team in the history of volleyball has come off of three losses going into the champions league finals. That's, that's pretty unprecedented. Um, I look at the two games that Zax has lost in the last, in like in the, you know, against well against Xavier, where they lost three, one against Yastrzemski game three, that they lost three, one. And really it came down to, them throwing a lot of balls to catch Merrick and him hitting 13% efficiency in those losses. And I, I, you know, I have faith that catch Merrick will not hit 13%. And that's how they lost, right? Um, catch Merrick really struggled. And I think, you know, with a little bit more rest, they've seen this Trentino team before. They've played last year. He knows the block coverages. I don't think that's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of game planning that goes to Super Finals. Both these coaches have had over a week to plan for these games. Both coaching staff is like Trentino Zaxas are, are teams with, you know, five or six coaches, full-time coaches um, helping the team, scouting, you know, doing block charts for their players. So we'll see. There's going to be some interesting stuff going going into the game. Going to be a really fun game to watch. Uh, you can watch it on Eurovolley.tv on Sunday. I can't wait. Join us in the Volleyball Source Discord, as always, if you would like to join a live chat going about the game. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Let me know who you think is going to win. And, you know, I'll talk to you next week, hopefully with Everett back, and we can uh, we can deconstruct the Super Finals and look forward to VNL coming right up. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.